Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 404. Today we're going to get super spoilery on Gotham 3, 21, and 22. Heroes Rise, Destiny, Calling, slash Heavy Dirty Soul. This is going to be the season finale for season 3. Again, getting super spoilery. So if you haven't seen it, we're going to be talking about all of it, as far as we know. Uh, we probably will forget something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. All right, guys, to recap, Bruce is off to find the demon's head and finds Alexander Siddig's Raish al Ghul. Yes, pronounced Raish. With Alfred close behind, Raish has brainwashed Bruce to uh, run Alfred through with a sword, the act of which snapped Bruce out of it, by the way. Um, actually, I guess he was brainwashed before that, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Raish tells Bruce to use the Lazarus Pit, or the waters, to save Alfred, and he does. Then it's off to the hospital. Jim, infected with the Tetch virus, searches for Lee and a cure, which brings him to Hugo Strange. But Fish Mooney has her own plans for Strange, which is pretty much all moot as Jim goes into rage mode, kills a ton of Rachel Ghoul's assassins, and Fish Mooney as well. Of course, she was holding the cure, and that's now gone, shattered. The only way for a cure to be had now is to get Tetch himself. We also have more fun with Penguin and Riddler this week with a Tetch for Penguin trade, but Barbara intervened, uh, and Oswald wound up with Riddler trussed up like a Christmas goose in the back of a squad car, speeding towards (laughs) his inevitable doom. Nigma got free, though, took Pingers down to the docks to complete what he started, but Penguin predicted this scenario and made sure the gun was empty. Then Mr. Freeze turned up to turn Ed into Penguin Centerpiece for his new Iceberg Lounge. Jim has a cure for the virus, but there's only one. He tries to give it to Lee, but she destroys it. Then they decide to leave town to wreak black-eyed havoc on the world. Bullock and Jim fight at the train station, and Bullock slips him a couple of new vials of the cure. Jim injects Lee and himself with the cure, but Lee still leaves town because (laughs) that's what Lee Tompkins does at the end of a Gotham season. (laughs) Barbara figures out that Tabitha and Butch are planning a coup and shoots Butch in the head. Then she goes after Tabitha. Tabitha hears that Butch is dead and fries the hell out of Barbara. Uh, so, yay. After a confrontation with Bruce in the hospital, Selena goes running for the shelter of Barbara at the Sirens Club, but finds Tabitha with her whip instead. Selena is predictably good with the whip. Butch is somehow holding on to life, or at least in a hospital bed, somehow. We don't get that exposition. No. But the doctor does say that Butch Gilzine is a fake name, and his real name is Cyrus Gold, a.k.a. Solomon Grundy. Uh, finally, a husband, wife, and their young daughter foolishly find their way down a dark alley where a gunman emerges only to be dispatched by a shadowy, ski-masked figure in a trench coat who makes his way back to the roof of a nearby building and removes his mask to reveal a still very young and skinny Bruce Wayne. All right. (laughs) That's quite the recap. That is quite the recap. A lot of stuff happened in this episode. Yeah, I, I I don't fault the size of it. Um... But yeah, yeah, it was a movie. First time I've ever heard that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, it was it was a movie. Um, and kind of felt like that when you sat down to watch it. Like, 
I mm-hmm. I did really enjoy it. I don't even really have that much to 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 call on it. I mean, <laughs> I really, I like. I normally um, have a lot more to say like against it, but no, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't I don't I really don't have necessarily uh, a ton against it. Um, I'm glad that the Tetch thing is the Tetch virus thing is over. Yeah. Well, uh, I think he said like ninety percent cure rate, so. Maybe there's yeah. still some lingering out there. Yeah, the the like that last percent is like uh, executioner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, I feel like they're using cleavage as a as a measurement of evil on this show. Uh, I feel like you're talking about Selena. Well, actually, that that works too. But I was actually talking about Lee. Oh yeah, no, they did that with her hard. Um, they've done it with. Poison Ivy as well, and then uh, they changed Selena's outfit at the end of this mm-hmm. episode with the with the whip. I mean, it absolutely she's normally had did look that like, like the... kind of almost biker jacket thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it absolutely did look a lot like, a lot more like the uh, Catwoman costume from the. Books it did. I mean, I got I got nothing against it. I'm just saying it it does fit your uh, trend. But no, uh, yeah, I was mainly talking about Lee. If she'd gotten any more evil, they would have to rename her Ariola Grande. <laughs> Were you proud of that one? But. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were a couple of things that I really loved, and they are probably the, the like backhanded compliment that I can give the show this time. Mm-hmm. Um, Fish seems to be dead uh, for real, mm-hmm. and uh, because she's been through it enough to know when, <laughs> yeah, when, when her she's numbers done up. or whatever. Um, and, and she went out kind of. Uh, it's kind of funny, like, when she was playing her death scene, she played that more subtly than she played being alive. <laughs> That's true. So it was actually, That's like, true. it was a good death scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. No, you know, and I, I, I did love her little, <laughs> her little ode to him, like, make the city yours. That was one thing that actually did bother me, is, like, she and Penguin got cozy real quick. I They've always, it's kind of like, um... I feel like it's kind of like when Butch and uh, Fish met up again a couple episodes ago. It was mm. they almost could have hugged in the middle of that tent scene, and it wouldn't have felt weird for me. Mm-hmm. But she just got she talked about it like early, like before the season break with with Penguin, like when she didn't kill him in the forest that night. It was you know, she's Penguin's her greatest achievement, like turning him from a sniveling little worm into what he is now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can I can completely buy that. She brought him back on the team. And I do, if you notice, though, and this is the other thing, um, Lee has to leave at the end of seasons, and mm-hmm. uh, Fish has to come back to mess with Penguin for a little while. Mm-hmm. I guess Hopefully we, that's the, this is the end of that. I, I, I think it's the end of both for now. I, I don't know how, how much Lee's going to be on the uh, roster next year, but I kind of hope it's mm-hmm. very little, or at least that they don't use her for the first half of the season, because her little Dear John letter I thought was a uh, pretty cool wrap-up. Yeah, it was a fitting exit for her character. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, they're hoping there for Jim, like, wraps up their relationship pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a part of me that thinks maybe that it's kind of an unfair wrap-up for her character because she wasn't even really playing herself the last few episodes. But, I mean, what has she done playing herself? You know, not her specifically, but the writers haven't given her a lot to do. Well, that's actually, it may be the other way around. It's uh, it, kind of in the same way that Tom Cavanaugh loves playing different versions of uh, Harrison. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She might have really enjoyed like them getting to let her be more angry this time instead of a more like maternal kind of figure. Uh, yeah. That, that she she has that. been a romantic um, 
basically like a base romance figure for a lot of the show. And then, yeah, she gets to do this angry thing and then she she gets to go overboard. But same reason uh, Chickless was saying that one of the reasons he took the role was because they told him where his character was going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe Miranda was enjoying herself more than we were enjoying that particular turn on the character. Which was, is weird because in hindsight it feels like all these actors were just like, so you're telling me I can be really bad, like really bad. <laughs> what do you mean? In what way? Like, because we want you to become like a badass villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can. It's sort of like uh, is is how like when they whenever they did uh, crossover, not crossover, um, episodes over into the um, mirror universe on Star Trek. Yeah. All of them overacted so much. Yeah, but they probably had a great time. Oh, absolutely. You could tell they were having a great time. They were running around chewing that scenery, buddy. <laughs> yeah, they went home happy and tired at the end of that work day. <laughs> oh, the other... Like the other uh, mustache-twirling bastards. Yeah. The other uh, backhanded compliment that uh, is Barbara's gone. Yeah, and... We saw the know, body. a lot of... They didn't do anything with her in the wrap-up. I, I, I think that means mm-hmm. she's gone. Um, I will say this, okay... Um, if you go over to TV line, they say they have sources that say that Harley Quinn was not in the finale, as was uh, reported and claimed by the executive producers uh, months ago. Um, and that's it's come up over and over again that we're going to see some version of Harley Quinn in the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, I A lot of fans are saying that we did see it. I mean, and they jump back to... Um, Joker electrocuting uh, Harley in Suicide Squad and uh, say that, you know, in, in some versions that is part of her origin. Uh, and this could be like a, a good, clean personality break for Barbara into Harley Quinn. Um, I think Barbara's dead. Yeah. I, not that that couldn't be made to work, but if it, it, if it happened that way, it's, its major flaws would be you didn't give me... You did an entire wrap-up of, of as many characters as you could. They even gave Tetch a shout-out about, like, well, what happened to him? And he stumbled into an ER. They flushed him back into, you know, Arkham. Fine. Like, mm-hmm. they did a pretty good job of wrapping up where everybody went this season. Mm-hmm. And then to just leave her unattended and have her show up again would be a little, eh. I, a little more foreshadowing would be nice. And, man, that just, that looked like a body. It just looked like a body. There didn't seem to be any, like, I think there was steam. There was smoke coming out of the eye sockets. Like, that's, that's route. Plus... Do you think Tabitha would really leave any chance that the person who killed Butch isn't, I mean, murdered kind of dead? I don't know. Tabitha couldn't even watch a guy who was tied up to a chair. Yeah, but that's not, you know, the same as <laughs> killing somebody. Like, I don't think her revenge skills would be lacking. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I couldn't help but notice the little girl at the end of the episode that Bruce saves. Mm-hmm. Her skirt had Harley Quinn colors. Hmm. Like red and blue, and she it looked like she even had like the little like like a version of the little necklace thing. It almost looked uh, jesterish. Would be a nice um, call. I don't know. I, I might be wrong. That might not be Harley Quinn. I doubt it, it very be. seriously, but eh. I think it's got an equal shot of being her than it, uh, uh, just equal shot as Barbara. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like, <laughs> I mean, you can make about anything work in these kinds of universes. But um, yeah. Speaking of that scene, yeah. Um, oh. That was so nice to see. Just nice to fun. see. I mean, it, it it was um it was rewarding because of a, a lot of things. Mostly because uh in the in the wrap up you see um Bruce Wayne watching the you know the victims of of the Tetch virus and everything, and he, it's uh, the intensity on his face. You're like, yeah, do something, buddy. 
Mm-hmm. And then he, he gets out there, does some serious ass kicking, comes up there and you get this nice shot of him. You know, I, I, I just thought it was, a, it was a well done scene and it was nice to see him yeah. doing that kind of year one thing. And it was a very year one outfit, you know? Yeah, uh, I agree. I, not sure I'm still like, I feel like I still feel like he was gone for like two weeks. It's not that. I mean, he trained with Alfred for forever, and then he goes off and trains with I League know. of Assassins. I know. And to Which, be fair, by like, the way, we saw him kicking some serious ass while he was did. training. Like, yeah. I believe I believe he could take one guy who's such a yeah. cowardly and superstitious soul. He has to have a gun. I know. Um, I'll tell you what I didn't buy, though. Even in Rage Fit, Jim Gordon taking down all of those League of Assassin people without a scratch. You know, mm. I, did, I didn't actually care. I, it was so fun to watch. I didn't care. <laughs> it really didn't. I mean, we're talking about the same guy that's um, it's one of the only people that's ever probably taken a Talon hand-to-hand. He <laughs> he is a, a, an absolutely masterful hand-to-hand combatant. The only thing I didn't buy about it was that he was so good with a sword, but he's it, the guy has theoretically such a good hand-eye coordination. Mm. And then uh-huh. on the Rage virus, I, I just kind of, I nah. didn't care about that. I was just thinking, oh, that's awesome. No, I didn't buy it at all. I just couldn't. I, I, I felt like we were it like probably more if it hadn't ended with him killing fish. I was so happy about that at the end that I was just cheering for him. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Um, I did feel like we were like some network uh, practices and standards uh, rules away from a Quentin Tarantino movie at that point. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, well, they did a lot of like when he was doing most of his slashing, it was kind of with with backlighting, so you couldn't see where the blood should be and stuff. Oh gosh, yeah. And um, I, I enjoyed the, uh, you know, the, the shots of ice and fire over all that. It was a nice little spectacle. Mm-hmm. Choreography was good. Yeah. Somewhat felt like uh, it looked like um, Firefly wasn't really actually hitting anything. Just kind of throwing fire into the air. Maybe. It might cost too much for her to hit stuff. <laughs> um, great line in the episode. Damn it, Jim. Fight the virus. Not the car. That's my car. <laughs> yeah. Harvey had a couple of great ones as as usual. What's the matter with you? I've never seen blood in a mason jar before. Right. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, he's got a great speech with uh, you know, for him getting sober for a second. You know, the, um, mm-hmm. who are who you are is a choice. This is this is who you are. Best cop I ever worked with. His friend I ever had. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. Good speech to bring him back. But um, better when they're talking about it later. Is like, hey, come I can I come in? No, he, he threw me against a train car. Twice. Twice, actually. <laughs> I felt like a freaking cartoon. That was great. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, I felt like a freaking cartoon might have been his <laughs> one, of his, one of his best. Mm-hmm. And maybe even the show digging at itself a little bit. I thought so. I really did think so. Because even then, they uh, they continue that conversation with like, man, I'd like to get back some regular police work, you know? Like uh, something without secret cults and all, like, whatever they like, <laughs> monsters or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it did seem like the show made fun of itself a little bit. All right. So, um, <laughs> oh Jim, you sick bastard! I laughed really hard at that line. Yeah, that was a great line. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, everything with Alfred and Bruce this episode gorgeous. There is no life. There is no love without pain. I would do anything for you. I would die for you. All good stuff. You must find um, that love again was very upset that Bruce was just, I don't care, he was brainwashed. He he was just so mean to Alfred. Yeah. What if, why do people want Bruce to be mean to Alfred? I'm never for it. They they just did it as a setup. I, I think it was just to make the Alfred's... Um, uh, don't care. I'll don't call like it, it death scene more powerful. Mm, I don't like it. 
Well, you don't get everything you like in TV. Stop being mean to Alfred. It's, it's the Whedon effect. Um, no, and I I really loved Alfred in that scene. Um, he's yeah, he's so he's damn great. chipper while he's while he's being kidnapped, and then mm-hmm. uh, the the thing about like you're gonna remember how much I loved you, and this is what you need. Uh, That's just my favorite part, though. If this is what you need to do, Master Bruce, do it. You crack on. Yeah. But there's it's he he's a very like aloof prisoner for a second, and um, then it goes into this uh, extremely sincere moment. <laughs> there's not even like disbelief in his eyes when he actually stabs him. It's just like, oh, this hurts. <laughs> I stand by what I said, but shit, this hurts. Mm. Yeah, but all, all that stuff about like when he's trying to convince Bruce earlier in the interrogation room about you know the stories about his parents and you know that's real. Ah, oh. mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. Great stuff! Oh my gosh! Um, what did you think of Sadig Alexander Sadig as Rachel Ghoul? Really, for what little we got of him. Really liked him. Yeah. Subtle. The only thing I didn't like is that we did this on Arrow, but you can't really. I mean, that's not Gotham's fault. It's no, it, we didn't do this on Arrow. No, I mean it's literally, uh, <laughs> it's it's literally like you're the the heir that uh, that I need, and then he's actually proud of him that he's so strong that he doesn't want to take on the role and he broke the brainwashing and then he's still going to be kind of looking for him in the mm-hmm. future. Like it's very similar. It, I mean, it's similar because they just did the Batman story on arrow. I, I know it's just, that's what's at the heart of the character. So I don't, I say that as in, I've seen this recently and um, if, if you did yeah. something different, it wouldn't have hurt my feelings at all, but it's not like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the heart of the character. It's not their fault. They did. Something true to the material? I already like Alexander Siddig's racial goals so much more than Matt Nable. I, I uh, Mostly, uh, even down to costume, he looked better. Oh my gosh. He even had he the pointy hair in like the back. The character. He did, and he had the gray streaks. Uh-huh. Perfectly um, paid place, little gray streak. He had like little like uh, little chin points with his goatee. Uh-huh. The robes looked fantastic. And it's Alexander Siddig, so he seemed like racial ghoul instead of, you know, I don't know, a poor man's Kano from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He looked great, and he's he's subtle and scary. <laughs> so, I, and he'll be back, obviously. So, um, I'm looking oh, forward yeah. to that return. Yeah, me too. I, he kind of did things that I didn't think he would do. So, I was worried that he would go a little too far with, you know, like I've said before, possession Bashir from DS9. Yeah. Well, even the even the way he exits, it's still like yeah, you're. You're gonna be my true heir. Like, you, I'll I'll be back for you. By the way, that water will save your friend. Like, it's very, you know, aloof. Very. Ah, I've got all the time in the world. This will this will sort itself out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it, the freaking then, Lazarus like, Pit was green. It. it was good. <laughs> the Lazarus Pit was green. I was excited about. Oh, that. as soon as I saw the Lazarus Pit, I kind of went. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way you do a Lazarus yeah, Pit it was, arrow. It was glowy and green and. Yeah. Not like, a waiting pool with steam on top of it. No, it looked like I could have dove onto that and into theirs and on a vacation. Like that's mm-hmm. part of the part of the amenities of that particular hotel is oh, and we have a steam pool mm-hmm. with rocks surrounding it. <laughs> uh, one of the weird things in the story was when Bruce left the uh, police station and he's like walking around the streets and everyone's kind of going nuts. Um, he steps behind a sign and it's very obvious he's just standing there. Like there's no way those people didn't see him. People who were wa- walking by as he like I don't know hid from them and watched them. It was real weird. I don't I don't remember exactly the shots on that. I'm gonna trust you. They were like there were guards and it was just he didn't jump out of the way quickly and hide quickly. He was very obviously in the open when he. It was just a weird shot and it took me out of it. I, I was like, what is this? What's happening? 
Um. <laughs> I all I actually remember about that is thinking, well, I mean, I know the streets are chaos, but they took away all of his pain and fear. He's, he's just he's mm-hmm. just a psychopath walking through the streets, pretty well trained, around. Well, that's fine. I mean, that didn't bother you know. me. It was actually the scene before that that I got a little confused about. Even for Ed knowing that the that Tetch is the antivirus seemed like a stretch. Yeah, that was a little weird. I I mean, I know he's maybe probably the smartest guy on the show, even maybe including Lucius. I mean, Lucius is a really smart guy, but I think they've mm-hmm. set Nigma up to be probably the most clever person there. Mm-hmm. Um, even for him, you know. Yeah. Just. Eh. <laughs> It's now or never. You know, one of these days, I'm going to say never. Oh, Love that line. Got that one, too, yeah. Uh, oh, man. At least I know who I am. The moment you were reborn was a lie, so your entire personality is based on a lie. There's <laughs> nothing you can do to... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, I, honestly, there wasn't a moment of Penguin and uh, and Ed that I didn't love. And actually, yeah. even the, even sandwiching it with Penguin and Hugo, the, the torture scene with him and Hugo, great mm-hmm. job. And then oh, yeah. afterwards, that just... That's, self-satisfaction on his face when Ed's an iceberg. Uh, really, really love Penguin straight through this whole uh, movie, I guess, again. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this, B.D. Wong as Strange has gotten so over the top and so awful that I actually really enjoy him now. <laughs> Where it, he, it like, you point. know, he sees, he sees uh, fish, he, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, they're talking about the brain device, you know, the, tor- the thing that he used on Penguin. And Penguin's like, that's why I have it over here. I had to have it. And uh, and B.D. Wong goes, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so bad. Here, here's where it is now. He's doing a bad impression <laughs> of someone doing a worse impression of George Takei. <laughs> He's doing something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I really enjoy him for some reason now. Yeah. Um, by the way, I love this. I loved the cold open on this episode with Gotham and flames and the panic and the looting. That so like the what, what was it like the monorail just coming through was just like on fire with black smoke. It yeah. was just I for some reason I felt like this is what I feel like Dark Knight Rises promised us in trailers but never <laughs> delivered on. Yeah, it was just crowds <laughs> of people having pillow fights in rich houses. <laughs> Is that what was happening? <laughs> I, I I remember crowds, and then I remember a pillow fight in a rich house. And I know I'm remembering this wrong, but that's how I that's how I've memorialized <laughs> the riot scenes. Yeah, I think someone knocked over a stop sign. I'm not sure. It got crazy. Man, would you? I, I mean, I felt like uh, you know what I felt like. Enigma um, being the uh, frozen centerpiece for the iceberg lounge was a bit dumb. No, really liked it. But I enjoyed the Iceberg Lounge being mentioned so much that I kind of forgave it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like that Penguin's taking that over. Um, taking over, mm-hmm. like, the, the the other parts of his persona. So he's taking over the city. He's fully the Penguin. Um, he enjoys working with freaks. He's taken out some of his greatest enemies. And he's got an Iceberg Lounge. Like, we've got the Penguin. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, he's here. He's arrived. This is, this oh, is yeah, no longer yeah. a developing character. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that bottle to get shoved into his eye socket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could do without the monocle. monocle or the bottle. I could do without either of those. And I, nah, I, I, I really don't want the, the cigarette on the uh, ex- cigarette holder thing. I don't think they'll do that anyway. I don't. Yeah. I, actually, I'll be honest. He's, his costume is fine. A lot of the other accompanying penguin-esque stuff, I could deal without. I would do away with his hair. We'll just put a hat on. You want the top hat back? Um, just give him a, I, give him a mean, nice top hat. And 
so you don't have to see uh, the hair know, as much. That's that's fine. I mean, I'd just rather him slick it back. You know, I was really excited when he was running for mayor and he was slicking his hair back. I that did like, look oh a lot better. Oh my gosh, better. finally. Yeah. And finally. maybe maybe he does. Maybe next year he comes back with a haircut and he's, he's uh, decided it was time to mature yeah, some I'm of his image. Sort of just like, can we not have the good Charlotte hair, please? Yeah. Please? Please? No? Yeah. Okay. No. Um, man, when they asked for what uh, Bruce's relation was to Alfred in the hospital, and he he like pauses, I was like, "Say he's my dad! Say he's my dad! <laughs> we're family." Okay. Now uh, that one, uh, we're family was but enough was, for me. Yeah, but what's funny is, and kind of also pulled me out of it at the same time, is that they even asked because Alfred has now been in the hospital so many times on this show that they it, should they just should be know. like, "Okay, Bruce." Oh, it's Bruce's. Uh, it's Bruce's boy. <laughs> I agree. He gets hospitalized a lot. <laughs> Like, Alfred is Gotham's version of, like, Tim Allen's character, Tim Taylor from from Home Improvement. Like, he's just always in the hospital. Yeah. They should know him by name. Like, yeah. Like, oh, hey, Alfred. Uh, what, what happened this time? Gunshot wound? Stab? Oh, another stabbing. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, clean through. That's a good one. That's new. All right. Why is it partially... You know what? I'm not even going to ask. You know, every time I ask, he, talks, he starts talking about kippers, and <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to move on. Yeah. Um... You think they're going to do full-fledged Solomon Grundy? I don't remember Solomon Grundy being so fat. I mean, he's big, which is, I think, he's big. the biggest guy on the show. I wonder how, how much they're going to do with it, though, because, like, to some extent, like, the the magic this season and uh, what was the other thing I'd, I'd already thought of? Oh, yeah, even, like, the, the Child of Destiny part and the magic and all that, it was a little, like, Gotham had promised to be such a gritty show, and I think that's what they were kind of making fun of themselves with. Gordon and Bullock is like, we, uh, all right, we, we went for it a little, a little, um, viruses and everything else. Um, so I don't know how far they're going to go with it. Cause Grundy's story is normally like killed, left for dead in a pond, ponds, magic kind of properties, chemical stuff, mm-hmm. and then comes back and then what magically again, almost, it seems every time you kill him, he comes back a little stronger. Mm-hmm. So it, it would be kind of a fun, um, Oh my God! They killed Kenny, kind of thing. If he gets killed several times during next season, and if he just keeps coming back, and at some point Gordon's like, "Damn it, man!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was like, Who "Oh, Jason, Freddy, why won't you die?" Yeah, they did bring in a little, uh, you know, Lazarus Pit there, so they could do that. But I was like thinking about that. And I was like, you know, I can't imagine. I can't imagine any real use that Rache would have for Butch. I don't. I don't think it'll be Butch. <laughs> Uh, Tabitha doesn't know he's alive mm-hmm. and Selena was actually a pretty big fan of Butch. Mm-hmm. They had their differences, but they were actually pretty tight. Um, I think those two go in and figure out and find, somehow find out about the Lazarus pit themselves and do it. If anything, maybe, maybe it's a good call. There's some um, sneaky little girls. Also, I like the team of Tabitha and Selena. That sounds deadly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they don't go find Barbara's body and throw her in a Lazarus pit. I can't imagine why they would. If anything, they're going you know, to throw her in an incinerator. They killed pretty much. They killed so many people in the show. Yeah, and and for the better. They show, but in the same episode, they show me the Lazarus Pit, and I go, "None of this is gonna. None of this is gonna. None stay. of it sticks. None of it sticks." Well, I mean, it's a good bet though that somebody's coming back, but the only person whose kind of story arc didn't really wrap up pretty well is you know Butch, and I even like how he went out. It was just so much fun to see him kind of so flippant. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what do you tell her? Like for all your talk, you uh, you know, you miss her or something like that. And I, I, I even like he, he's putting like a crowbar or something in the in the car. I can't remember. It's a very old school kind of tool. And like he hears Barbara behind him and rolls his eyes. Like ah, damn it, I'm gonna die. You you can almost hear him thinking it. Mm-hmm. And turns around with this attitude of like I'm gonna get a few quips in before I die, bitch. Yeah. I like Butch. I do. I do. Then that's my only real regret about getting Solomon Grundy is, is uh, A, I hope they make it believable. Um, mm-hmm. and B, I just like books, Butch so much. You know, what's weird is I was kind of rooting for him to just die years ago, you know, when he just became like Penguin's weird puppet. When he was just Penguin's <laughs> weird sweaty puppet, that was horrible. I was like, for his own sake, like one floor over the cuckoo nest, nest kind of sake, like put a pillow on him in the middle of the night, but... Mm-hmm. But before that, he was even, he was even so much fun. You remember in the first few episodes, he talks to like two guys, and he's like, "All right, I need this," and they don't answer quick enough, so he shoots one of them in the kneecap. Like, all right, so I chose mm-hmm. for you or whatever. Yeah, that was good stuff. I started falling in love with him early on. He was just a no nonsense kind of monster. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I don't even know what to hope for in the next season. I really don't. Oh, now, uh, Gordon's kind of arc through the last couple episodes in in general. What do you think? Like him, him being a rager and coming back. And... His story is the least interesting story on the show to me. Just in general. Just in general, like his story is so boring to me, <laughs> and I don't want it to be that way. He like, advances it was, the plot so damn well, though. Uh, you know, it was a little more. I mean, that's what he does. That's his. That's his role in the show. <laughs> I mean, he's... he advances the plot while Bullock makes quips. Yeah. Well, um, and to be fair, though. Um... A lot of the show revolves around him. Mm-hmm. And he, I, he does a pretty damn good job. I mean, I've, I've made fun of McKenzie for a few things in the past, but I've always thought he did a pretty good job. And in the last uh, couple episodes with his little rage thing, I, I liked how he played it. Mm-hmm. It gave a good opportunities for uh, for Bullock, mm-hmm. for both humor and heart. And then, um, sure. you know, tricking Leslie onto the train and slipping her a, a cure Mickey. Yeah. I'll be honest, I wish they would give Jim and Bullock... The kind of attention they give to to Penguin and Ed, and make them interesting, likable characters that we care about. Like, I want to know about their personal lives outside of. We only. Oh no, my girlfriend hates me because I killed her husband. Blah blah blah. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, it'd be nice to watch Gordon date someone that I had real interest in. So far, I just haven't cared about a lot of his uh, relationships. I was actually a little more interested in him when Barbara was more normal and their relationship just wasn't working because he didn't know how to talk to her about the job. That was more in line with like the Jim Gordon of the books. That was a little, that was a little interesting. Yeah. Like she was boring and had no purpose. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I was way more interested to see where she was going to go and how she was going to become, you know, bitter and angry toward Jim over the course of the series more so, I mean, then I was more interested in that idea than what, yeah, that Actually, was weird. I, I did like the girl he was dating earlier this season. Oh, uh, the, Valerie Vale? Yeah, I, I, yeah, that was who it was. Um, kind of was more interested in her than reverting back to the Lee thing. Mm-hmm. Not that it didn't make a decent scene with Tetch that, that one episode, but. Mm-hmm. By the way, I wasn't, I'm not trying to say that Barbara didn't become more fun and more interesting as a character. Um, just that that was a weird turn for the character. And while she was fun, it's just, it didn't really help Jim out at all for me. Yeah. So not that it had to, but you know, well, and it was a little interesting to see him, uh, kind of admitting to himself that old Barbara's gone and 
eventually getting to the point where he just dealt with her as one of his uh, underground allies. Mm-hmm. That part, if you just took pieces from it, was pretty interesting. I just uh, kind of would, I wouldn't know what to do with him exactly. And Harvey, you've gotten little glimpses, but they don't seem contiguous. Mm-hmm. I, 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 he goes in, he's sober for a while. We wait a few episodes. Next time we see him, he has a drink. Nothing, nothing happened in there. He has this great girl, same time. Next time we see him, he's horrid. Don't know what's happened on there. Mm-hmm. Felt like some shit went down with Harvey, and we just didn't get that scene. Yeah, it's like they kind of pretend they want to, like, invest us in their lives, and then they can just, well, Yeah. Back to status quo. Yeah. The only thing they won't go ahead and give up on is this freaking Lee crap. I, I really <laughs> do hope they're putting that to bed for a while, because I don't know what more you can do with her for a minute. Uh, Long-distance relationship is going to be boring. Um, her mm-hmm. suddenly deciding to come back after such a good Dear John wrap-up is worthless. She, I feel, I feel like she just has to stay away for a while. And even then, I don't want Jim sitting around mourning, you know, Lee being gone. It, it should be way over that by now. Mm-hmm. I say he meets a different Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I everybody, like... I just don't oh, want him gosh. to have a love life for a while is what it really amounts to. I just want him to, like, focus that on the show. That would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. Um, of course, when they act, when the comics, whenever they've actually gone into Gordon's life, they either go to his daughter or his love life. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. I mean, Essen was good for a while. I mean, but they were they they were comrades in a way. So, mm-hmm. gosh, I, you know what? I want to see Montoya and Allen come back. Yeah, I just want to see them come back because there was so much potential to with uh, some of the characters they've become at times. But mm-hmm. the actual two characters just didn't catch on with anybody. I mean, I didn't care that much. I was just curious about like, hey, that could possibly be Question Inspector. That'd be great. But no, man, that was weird. It was, anyway. but they just kind of vanished because no, I, I don't know how you gauge which two characters need to disappear when your ratings drop a little bit, but well, those two I mean, got the X. I, uh, I don't know. It's a weird like, thing with Montoya and, uh, and Barbara yeah, and the like, drug use and all that. That was weird. Yeah. All of that was weird to me. Like, I don't want Montoya coming back to find Tabitha going, you killed my ex lover. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> and there's been so much department corruption that if they were going to come back to investigate, they should have been here years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty clear though that I, I don't, the, the show's not going to get back to a gritty non-cartoon reality. Ray Shagul is going to be the big bad next season. I'm 120 percent certain of it. Yeah. And so you know we've got Penguin and Ed. I know Ed's in a block of ice, but I don't feel like that means that's over. Yeah. By the way, Penguin and Ed, I feel like is the best relationship on the show. The most interesting storyline going on the show. Um. And this is a great pause button. Just make him the yeah, center point. This is a great pause button. I don't know who's going to get him out of there, though. Um, he doesn't really have too many friends on the outside that would care. Mm-hmm. Maybe Gordon sees him in there and goes, oh, this isn't right. But even then, as a cop, wouldn't you be like, eh, <laughs> I'm going to think I'm going to let this one <laughs> slide. It's a guy that robbed five banks in one night. Uh, I think I'll. <laughs> I could see I could see Gordon looking in there, like talking to Pe- Penguin about something at the lounge, and then just kind of glancing up, doing the double take, and being like, is that Ed? <laughs> and, like, Penguin just shrugging Gr- and smiling. Grinning and from ear to Gordon ear. Just, yeah, and Gordon just goes, all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or just even one of those, like, I'm not going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, at least he's not robbing banks. Yeah, like, you gonna let him out anytime soon? Uh, maybe. That's funny. 
It might be Penguin. Maybe Penguin gets himself into so much trouble that he needs that uh, that brain of of Ed's to get him out of it. Well, didn't they like when uh, when Freeze first started freezing people? Didn't they say that like if they didn't get him out in a certain amount of time, they would die? I don't remember. I don't remember that detail. Yeah, uh, I know it was in Batman and Robin, but I don't remember it necessarily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if it was in Gotham. Um. <laughs> I mean, it'd have, I'm pretty it'd sure have the real to be answer to that is, nope, couple, they're going to die. What would, would probably be in, like, what, episode three or four this year when that was uh, when Mr. Freeze happened? Oh, hell no. I think it was last year. Was it last year? I think so. can't remember who we were in. No, I mean, that was all that was all about Tetch at the beginning of this year, right? They didn't take a yes. time out to do Freeze? Okay, so that was beginning of last year with Firefly and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then, um, well, it's still, I, th- I think the episode title's like Mr. Freeze. We can go find it real quick and do some research if we get bored <laughs> enough over there. I mean, really, all they have to do is say that he perfected the freezing thing to save more people. In case he well, felt like getting something out. Uh, <laughs> It'd be funny if, was, if his solution was like, nope, um, I decided I would start stealing rare exotic animals and selling them to the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. But they ship really well if you freeze them. <laughs> I capture rare exotic animals. I thought they would be cool. Yeah. This albino panda can last seven years in the ice. Like, oh man, they even did the pun with Freeze in, uh, in this episode. Like, you know, uh, looks like Gordon and Bullock are running a bit hot. Cool them down. Mm. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man, come on. I like a pun as much as the next guy, but come on, guys. They've been ruined for decades. It, it, like, you know how it's if if uh, like a nuclear bomb goes off or there's a Chernobyl accident, there's like some thirty thirty five year like year period where you you can't use that land in, in, anymore. Uh-huh. That's what happened in mm-hmm. in Batman and Robin. Yeah. For ice puns. Yes. And we're not at the end of that that no. statutory period yet. Yeah. No. Far from it, I would say. Yeah, it's sort of the uh, you remember the uh, the David Mitchell soapbox about uh, the Vikings. How it's okay to say. The joke about people raping and pillaging because the Vikings haven't been around for a really long time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no one remembers the carnage anymore. <laughs> you can just say that, like, someone keeps raping and pillaging my pencil jar and it's fine. Uh huh. He both raped now and he, pillaged that yeah. macaroni. Yeah. If you, got, if you haven't seen uh, David Mitchell's soapbox. Oh my gosh, go watch as many of those as you can. They're phenomenal. Yeah. They're on YouTube. They're all uh they're all good. My favorite was on the um I I, I could care less. It's been a pet peeve of mine since uh, oh, yeah. middle school. <laughs> I could care less. Okay, well then do so. What? You mean I couldn't care less? Oh. Yeah. I think the raping and pillaging was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can almost imagine a, an an old uncle saying, Where are you boys off to tonight? Raping and pillaging, I'll be bound. But you wouldn't be happy if they said, well, not pillaging anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have to have the full context to get away with that one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys. I, did we miss anybody? Um, did we miss anything? I don't think we did, but. I don't think we missed anything. Uh, you know. Uh, I have no idea where they're going next season either, but um, some of the elements they've set up are good. I mean, Raish just being out there in the world, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you can do and anything. He's called else. Yeah, and he's called Ray. Um, I don't think you can do anything else with Tetch. I think that story's done. They just let it whimper away. You know, you got Penguin. Ed's literally uh, like a ticking time bomb. Um, mm-hmm. I, he's definitely a first act gun. You know, right now he's there. You know, there's potential. Oh yeah. 
don't know what to do with yeah. the rest of them. Some of the main players are back. Gordon and Bullock are just going to keep being Gordon and Bullock. And you got, you know, mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne back to being trained by Alfred, but hitting the streets at night. Like, he's he's in, in actual vigilante form at this point. Yeah. I mean, I guess Alfred's still in, in the hospital, but... Might be for a minute, yeah. Yeah. I was... Dude, I was actually annoyed with how mean Bruce was to Selina. I was like, dude, she came to the hospital to see Alfred. You dick. <laughs> you were the one that stabbed him. You dick. I know. I know. They're, um... They're going to have a hostile relationship at times. That is good. I mean, it's a good question. I wonder if they try to bring that back a little bit, but I don't know. Mm. She's always been so standoffish that I've never bought it completely. And he he's like, think about the, uh, the, the time he goes and like cooks the entire meal, including chocolate cake. I think it was. And she shows up late and he, he does give her like a stern speech about like, look, I went through a lot of effort. We had a date. Mm-hmm. Dates happen at a certain time. Come on now. Mm-hmm. But it was, it's still like they were never going to have a, felt like a real trusting relationship yeah well i mean they better yeah i i I would like it if they found themselves both out (laughs) like they could do a little tiny version of of uh catwoman catwoman batman right now because apparently she's done surviving she wants to whatever it was she said i want more yeah um if that means she's going out in the night and doing a bunch of robberies and bruce finds himself vigilante style trying to stop robberies then we've got a little early yeah Early form. I don't think Bruce is up for taking Tabitha yet, though. Mm, I don't know. If Gordon can take out a whole slew of assassins from Rachel Ghoul, Bruce could probably take on Tabitha. Yeah, maybe. I won't rule it out. Anyway. <laughs> Alright. I think that's going to do it. I think that's going to call it... Uh, that's our, our season finale as well. Yeah, in a way. Uh, as far as I know, we'll be, we'll be back with news. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so much in a day or two so much yeah we are dc Ooh. on screen you can find what one more thing you reminded me of that with the oh. news oh. Uh, oh my gosh sorry it's a very unfortunate thing in retrospect but uh penguin's ringtone uh-huh oh yeah and that was so delightful when i uh wrote it down i was like oh my god check that out penguins got the 66 thing and then read my notes today and went oh yeah but I had to yeah. had to had to give it a shout out. Yeah, uh, we'll talk more about it on the on the news episode. But uh, we lost Adam West a couple of days ago, and it was uh, I don't know. It's kind of really uh, I've been pretty bummed out about it. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, what what else are you gonna do? Yeah, with that. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll 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 talk more about that uh, in the upcoming news episodes, probably the DC TV episode. I think so. I guess it would be appropriate to say we lost Adam West, but I don't want to talk about it now, Robin. It depresses me. Mm, I don't blame you. As he would say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Always liked that line a lot. Yeah. Go back and watch those. Now. Anyway, yeah. All right, so uh, you can hit us up, DC on screen, one word on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, DC on screen at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Uh, we do fan feedback. We didn't really get any for Gotham. We almost never do. Nah, it's very rare. For Gotham. Um, but, yeah, if you guys have more... If, I mean, we've got a lot of feedback to talk about tomorrow. We've got a few voicemails. And you can call us 205-259-6331. That is 205-259-6331. Leave us a voicemail and uh, we will play it on the show. And um, I'm pretty excited. We've got an update from the old Witter Woman. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so that might be fun 
and um, dconscreen.com for every new uh, for every new episode, uh, every old episode, all of it's free. And uh, until next time, keep some DC on your screen.